0: So, who got to read through the story of Sarah? Uh, reading through Genesis, it's a fun read. It's a quick read because it's story, you know, it's storytelling and not like preaching from Jesus, which is a little more dense. But um, it's fun. I don't know. Um, so, when we do these, I think the easiest thing to do is going to be to go through each character. And let's just... Learn, go through and kind of learn what we can learn about each one. Instead of, so I would say, um, to back up a step, trying to preach something boxes you into a certain angle of it. Like you box into a certain angle and you're pushing to get a certain point across. uh, Versus, I think when we go through these, I think you might be more productive (laughs) to focus more on just learning about the characters. And then we all have this notion or this idea of Hebrews 11 is teaching us the backbone of faith. And so as we go through and learn about each one, um, just scripturally what it's about and then what we know about them outside of that, maybe I think we can learn more and get a better picture if we're not trying to package it. Does that make sense? You can speak up, Kathy. (laughs) Yes. <laughs>
1: right, we got reprimanded when
2: we joined again. We? Oh, did you? Oh, they reprimanded. People? Okay. Right here, just oh. So, oh.
0: Isaiah, huh? Don't join I'm in. No, I'm not joining <laughs> in. <laughs> Isaiah 51. Uh, so, oh. there's not a lot of references to Sarah in the in the Bible. Um, we know she's a super important person because she was Abraham's mm-hmm. wife. She was the mother of the tribes of Israel essentially. Um, But I think Isaiah 51 is one of the few real key verses that mentions her. Um, Listen to me. You who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who bore you. And so, just when I went through and just read all the verses about Sarah, that's probably the one that, that really jumped out to me the most as far as um, looking to the significance of Sarah. Because her as a character, it's, it's those individual characters, it's hard to read about them. It's easy to think, oh, they were awesome. They did great things. God loved them. But what does that it always gets back to what does that mean for us, and it's and we can we have permission to ask that question because God never changes. Uh, he's the same yesterday, day, tomorrow. His purpose on this earth is not going to change. We just keep walking with Him towards this goal, and so we can always ask that question of what does that mean for us today. And this that's the verse that kind of ties. It, that is the verse that makes that question legitimate because we're to look to Abraham who was our father. He's like, in that case, the rock that we were hewn. And then Sarah was the the pit that we were dug. So in my notes here, I put um, under that verse, Abraham was our forefather of faith. Through the line of faith, we got our King Jesus, who became our rock that that we would be hewn out of, conformed into his image. Uh, So to stop there, I just... Abraham was the forefather of faith, but then, you know, then we have Moses. The he's the father of the law. You have these different covenant holders: Noah, um, Adam, Abraham, Moses. But Jesus kind of comes, and he's not just a covenant holder. He, he is. He issues in the last and final covenant, but he collects all of them together and becomes the one king. So I replace. I like to th- replace in my kind of doctrine in my theology. I replace all that thinking with Jesus because Jesus was the word that was motivating Abraham and everybody else Uh, so in that particular case I would I would replace uh, Abraham as the rock we were hewn from is Jesus as the rock we were hewn from now um but we're being conformed into his image and the Holy Spirit filled New Testament church became the bride of Christ which I think Sarah still represents that because there's no ultimate replacement for her um uh No progression of that The good soil you were dug out of uh, The good soil you were dug out of So the the meaning Isaiah 51 Look to the rock from which you were hewn In our case that would be uh, Jesus being the king of all things He's conforming us into his image And to the hole of the pit from which you were dug Look to Abraham your father Look to Sarah who bore you Um, These next few verses That seem to have a little less to do with Sarah specifically that I put in here where Ephesians 5, 31 through 32, for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and the two will become one flesh. Paul said, this mystery is great, but I am speaking with the reference to Christ and the church. In that section, he's reading out these specifications for submissive wives and good husbands and and all this stuff. and And he ends it all with, I'm actually just speaking about the mystery of Christ in the church, which is what I use to make the covenant of marriage as significant as it is. It's because it's, like many things, it's supposed to be a representation of, of God's love for us on this earth and our union with him. And it's, it's a whole lot to it without getting into it right now. But Sarah becomes a lot more important if you can make the connection that she is kind of the original bride that would bear... The nations to come. She's the original pit the rock would be dug from. She's she's that original thing. And as we go forward, we get this new bro- we get this new groom Jesus, and we get this New Testament church, which we call later the bride of Christ. And so it's kind of like that Abraham Abraham Sarah thing, um, in in, but flash forward into the last and final covenant that we're living in now. Amen. Amen. Is that uh is that all, jabby?
1: I think what you the birth about one man, one woman mm-hmm. is a huge part of the story of Sarah because she kinda stepped away from that by allowing Hagar or suggesting Hagar go to her husband. Yeah. See they that wasn't the way God intended yeah. it but it was the way things had gone and it yeah, was acceptable. Exactly. But it was not what God was when, when he Talked about marriage and Genesis, yeah. Yes. So it's huge.
3: Yeah. it's caused a
1: lot of problems. That kind of reminds me of how we try to manipulate the situation before we him? have the patience to um, wait for what God
2: has. for that's us. That's good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's really good.
0: That's a good connection too. And in, in you think you see like Abraham got in front of the promise; they tried to make something happen. You see his uh, his forget what's the connection to him and law nephew. Yeah. Um, his nephew Lot. Lot's his own mess. But you see in that same storyline you see Lot's daughters. They don't believe that God's gonna provide a man for them. Right. They, mm-hmm. that's, that's a really ugly mistake in the Bible exactly. there. But yeah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but you see who they who they produced was the, the Moabites. Fight Moabites. Amorites. And yeah. the what? Amorites. Amor Amor was it was the Hittites? Hittites. I think
2: oh. No, it was two tribes we don't like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they fight against for like
1: history.
0: Yeah. So for the rest of time, we deal yeah. with these ramifications. Um, who did we talk about recently? Um, in Esther, the, uh, the that that tribe was one that Saul yeah. was supposed to decimate, that he, and he didn't. didn't. Why? Um, and so on and so on. You see these these mistakes that people made, not trusting God. They're like. They keep coming Joshua back to haunt here. everybody from time and time again. Was that?
2: I said, even in Joshua, we talked about that too. Like, Josh, you and I were talking about in Joshua, the ones that came and manipulated a, a treatise and just said, hey, let's pretend that we're from far away. And, and, and they went into a covenant without seeking God. It wasn't that Joshua went against something God said, but I always thought of that lesson as, but he didn't seek God in an important decision, and he still made an inferior, a wrong decision. And then 200 years later, several books later, they're like an enemy that almost wiped them out. Well, we deal with
1: the enemy that happened here through the seed of Hagar with Ishmael.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: We should have a conversation about all that one day though. Okay, (laughs) I will. That's fun. that'll be a fun conversation.
0: Um, so, for, and then the next little verse I put in there, and this is, you know, I knew there'd be a lot of ladies here, so I threw a lot of these submissive women <laughs> in but, Um For in this manner, P- 1 Peter 3, 5-6, For in this way. manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Again, I'm actually... I wanted to put those kind of at the beginning of this and make sure we covered them because I think Sarah, albeit all these people, I don't want to take away from any of these people this existence, but their, their stories <coughs> become bigger than their actual existence. And I think by the time we get to these verses stop filling with up. By the time we uh, get to these verses where we're using them as as patriarchs and matriarch examples I think we're beginning to whether they fully realize it or not, I believe the Lord was beginning to minister about the bride of Christ. I mean, it's already the language is there, but I think, the, I think we're really starting to see this like this bride of Christ, this New Testament church, is going to be the mother of of, of many nations to cover the earth like the sand of the seashore. Um, and I think so. When we read these verses, I don't want to belittle the natural meanings of husbands and wives and the roles we're supposed to play. Um, however. I also like to read all these verses as the church, uh, the New Testament church should be super submissive. The bride of Christ should be super submissive to the king, to the Groom Jesus. We should be very, we should not be worrying about um, outward appearances and all the things that they're describing. We should be worried about being truly submissive, truly humble, truly following. And because of its, its likening, her willingness to, to follow Abraham her willingness to say yes and go along with all this is, is what made her the mother of the nations and so I think, I think as, the, as the church as the bride of Christ um, I think as, as just humans reading all those verses in the natural context of husbands and wives it's wise it goes a long long ways but we can't forget that all these things are revealing the mystery of Christ and the church um, at the same time
3: We, um, as the Bride of Christ, can identify whether we're male or female, we can identify with being submissive to Christ himself with the very same scriptures and things said about Sarah being submissive. Uh, We ourselves need to be submissive to not only Who we view as Christ, but the Holy Spirit that is in us, which is His presence in us. That same submissiveness that we need to have in order to have it fulfilled, in order to have what is going to be birthed through us truly be what He wanted rather than an an Ishmael or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys. That's good. That's
2: good, Tim. Make a spot. Make a spot.
0: Okay, so Okay, so under that notion of, again I'm not trying to say that all the verses about husbands and wives can be thrown out the window as instructions but they are instruction and they work as well as they work, but the reason they work so well is because the covenant of marriage is to model yes. that marriage between us and him yes. um, as the bride of Christ and the, and the groom
2: I think the reason why that's I mean the reason why I know that's super important and for me personally I feel like my that's so weird it's being reported, but my spiritual life actually increased and the intimacy increased when I actually started viewing my marriage that way too. Like I, I even though the scriptures are there and I grew up with that sort of verbiage until I like actually made a connection between like the two it i actually saw it not only obviously it was feeding my marriage too but it would like changed my spiritual life like even even you and i talked about this today just praying over your husbands and that Mm -hmm. sort of holy covenant and like something really powerful coming out of it and what god's just trying to model and teach us and how we're supposed to take that and be in the spiritual realm too and it's just it's good stuff it's very timely You and I didn't even talk about what Heather and I
0: talked about. You're on track, Matt. You're on track. All right. Keep going. Um, Cool. So back to Hebrews 11 11 through 12. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. She bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as did, were born as many as the stars of the sky in the multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore again by faith sarah herself received strength to conceive seed she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised therefore from one man And him, as good as did, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Um, The word of God that framed the world spoke that she could bear a son. She didn't have a miraculous conception like Mary, but instead received strength. Notice, Scripture uses Sarah as our example of receiving by faith more often than Mary. I think we experience the overshadowing miraculous conception like mary through the baptism of the holy spirit but other times we are in a sarah scenario where we hear a word and receive strength to carry it out even things that seem way out of control and in this example it would be abraham being as good as dead as he's described like that's the description of the man who fathered every nation to come yes ma'am
4: So something that stuck out to me about that was it says here from one man and him as good as dead, right? Mm -hmm. And so it can't be a lie. That's got to be true. Yeah. But then it's almost like something wonderful happened and like they were both like renewed in, I don't want to be weird, like their passion for each other
0: the fire came
4: back it did and then when I mean but it says he was as good (laughs) as dead but when Sarah died he mourned for Sarah and then he remarried and he had a (laughs) bunch more kids so he was as good as dead here yeah and then and because when Sarah laughs she doesn't laugh about the fact that like she could have a baby she laughs about having pleasure oh that's what it says It it? says, am I to have pleasure in my old age? Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's crazy.
2: You can also come here if you want. And she was older than
1: 60.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
4: So I know that's a grown-up topic. no it it shouldn't be off
2: we're all pretty grown up yes really really like
4: it hit me that like well he wasn't as good as dead after that
2: (laughs) (laughs) no it's true true. the renewal I think there's I I know I'm sure like every 12 year old minds might want to make jokes but like I do think that like there's something very supernatural in that the renewal part of it and like 'Cause it even says Moses, I mean not to go too tangential here, but like Moses it said he had his eyesight until but I don't think that was just spiritual. Like they were that, that word was the literal eyesight. He kept mm-hmm. it until he died. And like mm-hmm. the, he Lord was the, mountains. Yeah, the
4: Lord highlighted Yeah,
2: the Lord highlighted that to me at a, when I was wondering how that aging process was gonna work. It's there's a there's a heritage here in all of this that we get to yes. claim. And I think it goes back to what even Matt like she received strength to conceive seed. Before I found out Matt was um, going to be teaching on this, the Lord had been speaking to me a lot about like our connection of receiving things. Um, again, I don't want to go too off over here, but even like the herbs that God creates, I've noticed that um, they're very potent when I take them and when my children take them. And there's actually, the one, there's a trust. There's a receiving. Like when, when I use these herbs that the Lord has taught us about, there's something in this reception where they seem to really work and they're really potent. And I've noticed that mm. that if others are given them, but their heart isn't from a place of, of receiving and they don't, um, and it's not a placebo effect. I truly believe there's a, there's a, a, a kingdom yes. law that is here spiritually. Excuse me? my boys didn't throw an airplane did they no thank you okay no more yes ma'am
0: okay
2: yeah well finish yes and but no just that that there's a spiritual law that the lord recognizes um and that he set forth in the earth and i'm seeing it even play out with even secular people I mean people who don't believe in the Lord at all if they receive a prayer even when Matt or and I are praying with them if they're receiving it I've seen these powerful things happen over them Um, and I've seen people who who um, espouse a belief in the Lord but there's no reception and there's very little that happens so it's just interesting to see it on a natural level like with these herbs and then also see it spiritually happen so like when I was rereading that and then Matt and I talked about it the other day before he preached on a Sunday that it says that Sarah received strength, which means she might not have, like she could have, she ended up in the word because she did receive that strength, but she could have rejected that strength and then not received the seed. And like that's just been <laughs> powerful. Even the prayers and even everything, just all of it, like receiving the word, like the Lord gives us a word. And the other day I asked Matt about something. He said, he reminded me, well, remember what God said, like, if we receive it, we don't forget it. We stay with it. We hold to it. I, mean, I just—it's a really practical application. Mm-hmm. I'm done.
3: Now, there's another example of when Caleb went to take the mountain. When Caleb went to take the mountain, yeah. he he said that uh, of course he him and one other believed the word of the Lord, and he said, uh, "82 years I am old, mm-hmm. and I'm as strong now. Amen. And yeah, as capable now as I was." When 40 years ago, when I first went over into the land, and he said so, what I want to receive was not the flat or the plain, but he said I want the mountain, because I can take it.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's awesome.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. because he believed the word of the Lord.
0: Amen.
2: Yeah, that
0: was good. Amen. Bethany. Anything you want to share? You can chime in time?
2: I keep thinking things, but I don't say them. So. <laughs> just saying. When you
5: were, when you were talking, it reminded me of like laws that work even if you're not a believer. Mm-hmm. Like that's why the Jewish people taught people how to like make money because kingdom laws work better if people believe Like yep. it was like how people started to hide, they didn't believe, but it still works. Yeah. And then that's when he was saying that, it reminded me of
2: like how they're closed
5: and. You yeah.
2: yeah. If God wants to like keep you at a place of like strength, then you're just
3: going to stay in a place of strength.
2: Yeah. That's good.
6: Mm-hmm. Amen. Something that still helps me a lot is God knows and hears things that we don't. Mm-hmm. So His timing is different than ours.
7: Okay.
6: I mean, a lot of my health problems. I I discussed this one time at the river. I don't know if y'all were there or not when I spoke and spoke about some of the health issues and said yeah i know god can make me like i'm 20. again i know he can mm-hmm. but when i was 20 i was a fool so yeah maybe his timing is different than mine so <laughs> i mean i'd enjoy feeling like 20 again but hey god says no you can't handle
0: it <laughs> they they say youth is wasted on the young yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes that's
6: true. Yeah. yeah, it's like, like Kristen was saying about the herbs and things, you know, different things. I mean, y'all prayed over me about some of my health issues, and I really seem to get not a whole lot of relief. But, and, I, and I start doubting it. Do you have enough faith? Is that why? And then I just can't question that. I'm not questioning that anymore.
7: Yeah.
6: Like I say, God's timing is different than mine.
0: Amen. So Romans 4:19 next, it's in there. It's all in the notes. Uh, and not being weak in faith, he, being Abraham, did not consider his own body, already did, since he was about a 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able also also able to perform and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness the note uh the word of god trumps every excuse we have if you can receive Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and whatever it may be like maybe you know maybe there's some maybe what we want isn't what god has planned for us always but if we can hear the word of god and if it's truly the word of God, then it overwrites everything, um, and that's all of it. Like even, even Mother Mary, when the angel came to her and he told her what would happen, it, I, you know, it's hard to say. Some people would foam at the mouth and call you a heretic for saying the next thing I say. But what happens if she doesn't say as you said it should be, you know? Mm-hmm. As you know, there's an assumption that she, like many other Hebrew girls, was praying. To bear the Messiah. But the angel came to her and said this is what's going to happen. And by faith she said, you know, I forget the exact wording. Mm-hmm. Kind of what you're reading. But she basically said, let it be unto me as you have said. Yeah. What happens if she doesn't say yes?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
0: it, um, it's what happens? And I think if we, if we don't make these characters in the Bible too big of iconic figures and we just make them as living examples of God on earth then we can say what happens next is God keeps going until he gets a yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He keeps
0: going until he finds a yes and a yes. And a yes. And so that's kind of even my answer for, you know, in the big theoretical question of why did God, if, if Jesus was the savior, why did God wait so long to bring the savior? Um, and I, and my only real answer that I have come up with is it took him that many years to get a Joseph and a Mary. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: It took him that many years and that many multiple generation skips of faith and righteousness and and believing and walking and carrying to get a a man like Joseph and a woman like Mary at the same place at the same time to both say yes and both harbor this thing. Remember, Mary didn't just have the faith to say yes in a passionate moment with an angel. She had the faith to carry this in her heart for 30, 30 years. Uh, so for 30 years, it says she kept these things dear to near her heart, mm-hmm. and she stewarded the Messiah until he was old enough to go out, and we can almost, you can almost infer that she knew that what that meant. She knew that that would end with her seeing her son on a cross, or yeah. maybe not those details, but it's implied that Jesus knows, mm-hmm. and so therefore Mother Mary probably knows, uh, one way or another. He'd probably um, prepared
3: her too. Uh, yeah.
0: So you get down to these people who say yes again. What do we do? What do we say yes to? What do we not say yes to? What do, what what opportunities have passed us by? How many how many yeses have we not have we turned our turned away from? Said no to. Walk, just like they weren't there, and then go on to as many people just start to stack up this theology that says, well, God does weird things to good people and. You know, or, is it, or are we just missing our yeses? And that's a, that's a, a really hard question to ask yourself. Okay. And it doesn't make me any more popular with people. <laughs> um, but I do know that uh, the people who live these rich, full lives in Jesus, they ask themselves hard questions. And they ask them their hard questions. They, they look at their life and they can see where they messed up. They learn from their mistakes. Like they see these moments where they could have said yes, but they didn't. They don't live in self-wallowing pity, but they just say, Missed another one. Won't miss it next time. They start to look for it. You start to hone in on who God is and what he's doing and how he's doing it. And you start to look for it so that you can get in front of it and say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do Abraham, um, the backdrop of Abraham and how he got to this storyline is pretty impressive. Um, it's not all in our canonized Bible, but you know he was trained by what some people would call uh, some people believe to be Melchizedek and others would say it was one and the same as Seth the son of Noah but he lived for Shem. huh
3: okay,
0: Correct me if you need to No no, no I, I
2: I'm serious Yeah it's, it's Seth Shim Shim sorry, Shem. Shem. Yeah. sorry.
0: Um, they lived in a cave for 30 40 years living with these people of faith you know the son of Noah the people the line of righteousness the people who would have had the original language that was given in the garden the the original language that was taken at the Tower of Babel but they would have still known it like he the line up to get this man of faith to this point is crazy and it's all to prepare him for that moment to say go to the promised land and sojourn and then said, okay let's go and again like I said on Sunday I don't think Abraham heard the Lord any different than we hear the Lord like it would still and if you've so think about that. How many times you felt this thing from the Lord, but you've questioned, "Is that you, God?" But Abraham was at a place where he would hear that same thing and say, "Pick it up, let's go." And then they go. You see what I'm saying? Like it's 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 all about that being tuned into that one thing and kind of learning over time what what he's doing, how he's doing it, where he's going, so that it's not as scary when you say yes. <laughs> and then um, it's 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 amazing. It's just a really fun. Journey and concepts to think about, and that these people represent—they were uh, precursors to the Bride of Christ and Christ, our, our groom. Uh, this mystery that this unfolding on Earth right now. Yes. Yes.
2: What? <laughs> <But, laughs> no, just it's well, Funny. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Again,
0: I opened up with saying that we weren't going to preach all this; we were just going to talk about it. So I'm not yeah. like. Zinging at home. No, it's good. It's (laughs) very good. This
2: is very good. No, I'm laughing
0: at you. So back to Genesis 18, 9 through 15. And then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying After I have grown old shall I have pleasure my lord being old also And the Lord said to Abraham why did Sarah laugh saying Shall I surely bear a child since I am old is anything too hard for the Lord At that appointed time at the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son But Sarah denied it saying I did not laugh for she was afraid and he said, no, but you did laugh. The note, if you didn't have faith when you first heard a word, go back and say yes to God. I don't, on the top, on, what I mean by that is, maybe you laughed, maybe you didn't believe, maybe you doubted, but maybe you also simultaneously knew, what a, I think that might be God. Go back and revisit it. Um, I, don't, I don't think that every word for your life is timeless necessarily Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of being called into ministry in their their, uh, right about that 30 year old age and they answer that call right about full retirement age 67 Um, and and it's not always a valid word anymore Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not because God's an ageist it's because he he calls it's the cycle that he's been running for thousands of years and it's just the cycle it's just what it is Um, but most of the time in other scenarios um, a lot of times I think it is timeless I think God is inviting us into deeper relationships and walks when it's more to do with our position to yeah. him and less to do with our role to the world yeah, then it seems to be more timeless yeah. mm-hmm. so as God's inviting you into certain natures of relationship with him whether you have took him up on that or laughed or scoffed or didn't believe uh, go back and revisit and maybe even ask God to remind you of things he's put on your heart things he's Invited you into things you didn't take him up on, because it's probably still valid. Um, it's probably still valid. There's been. Does that make sense? Does that distinction make sense? That the, I, and I, I, can't, I can't say for certain that either one is timeless or either one's not. But it seems like our external roles seem to be more timed, and our just our more abstract relationship seems to be more like. I can go back to things that he put on my heart again. We're going back to childlike wonder. What what did we leave at the beginning as we chased this notion of growing up and maturing in the Lord? What did we abandon? Mm-hmm. It's because I believe those those relationship things are timeless.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah. And it make, it absolutely makes sense from a place of there when God sets you up for an external position. There are numerous folks who you know like there's a need there and it needs to be fulfilled and if you don't answer that like you miss the honor and the opportunity to fulfill that need in someone else's life and he's going to put someone else in there like that not only does that make a lot of sense it's it's he's just if he wasn't going to move on the behalf of this certain church or whatever because he's waiting for you to fulfill something you didn't do for 50 years like he wouldn't punish or hold back yeah. from that, you know, like that just makes total sense, whereas joy and peace and all these other things, these fruits of a heap, that is that is a timeless offer that the word even shows he's constantly inviting all of us into yeah yeah
5: yeah
3: yes, saying yes to his will is always a fight against the nature that we have especially in America, because we have so many things replacing God Medical science and all that stuff, but the point being that uh, we say no now, he doesn't hold that against us. But with the work that he wanted to do at that moment, will not fail. Yeah, whoever if you were supposed to be sent to the guy across the street, yeah, you didn't go, that guy still met Jesus the way he intended him to, but you missed the opportunity to put that jewel in your crown,
2: yeah,
3: Uh, and later on, if you repent. Uh, you know, and you, or, or you just change your mind. You come to a revelation, and you say, "Yes, Lord, I want to do Your will." There'll be things for you to do. There always is in the yeah. kingdom.
4: Yeah.
3: But what we don't want to do is miss those opportunities. And of course, we're all different ages here, and we all look and say, "You know, is there? You know, what can I do to make up for it?" Perhaps there is no making up for it, but just a, a surrendering it when we come to that knowledge. Miss Kathy? Well, I was just
1: reading over this, knowing that it was such a huge thing to believe that, you know, most of the time when people were talking about it, they're just reminded that Sarah laughed at it. But Abraham did too at one point. And God's telling them this. He laughed in his heart because he thought of his age. Yeah. Is, is this, and he kind of laughed. You're telling me? And I'm this old, and I'm going to have, you know. So it was a big thing for both of them to accept by faith because of their age. So it gives people that are of age great hope. Mm -hmm. That God doesn't see age the way that we do. Look what he accomplished in a couple that was this old. Mm. Yeah.
0: We seem to. Think is impossible. You know, it, it's it's a matter of hanging on to what we know God told us, right. um, whether it seems possible or not. Um, we know we we see it a word from him. We know he's telling us something to do or whatever it is. And he's gonna do it, whether it seems possible or not. Yeah, but that's the 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 deadness. The, mm-hmm. They keep driving that home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because if they were. Forty and hadn't had kids yet, yep. people would just think it started working again. Right. But when I mean, you're a hundred, yes. <laughs>
1: it's it's gone.
0: It's probably gone. <laughs> probably all in. It's kind of like the Lazarus thing. Jesus yes. raising Lazarus. He's, uh, you know, he got the word, and they said, oh yeah, let's let's go get Lazarus, mm-hmm. and then let's hang out a few more days mm-hmm.
1: and, before we like, yeah.
0: let's, let's wait two more days before yeah. we even start, we'll start walking park, to yeah. that town. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was just to really drive home that like no. Just want everybody to be super clear. He's dead. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. dead, dead. Mm-hmm. He's he even he smelling stinks. dead. <laughs> yeah, he stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can imagine. I just read that passage recently. And you can just imagine that. Like um, he, he, he says. Like, he, he makes it clear. He says, like, I've done this, so you will know for sure. Mm-hmm. Because for sure, like, there would be skeptics who would say, oh, well, Lazarus, you, you know, maybe we just in a coma. Maybe we just thought wrong. Maybe he wasn't, you know, he we just went to like a weird sleep. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something really
5: beautiful in like the waiting because it's so hard for us. But <clears throat> he's been like talking to me about that lately with something that we were waiting for. And it, it got to almost the point where it was like hopeless and you're like, I guess it's not going to happen. And then you know, these things like line up and then it happens. But it's like always in the way where that it has to be from God. Like there's no yeah. like it's like the waiting just lets everything else die out and everything else fall away and so that when it happens, it's like only God could make it happen. So sometimes it's like it has to happen that way. Or else we could take credit or somebody else could try and say, but it's like waiting a hundred years so that it has to be from God and I never Sarah has. So
2: you up something that I, I it's something I actually think about a lot and it might not be for today is how much of that is that that we get to that point and we literally surrender something in the spiritual realm. I know you said you let all this stuff die, but I, I there are times where I seen this thing happen with a much more rapidity and and I believe it's because we just got there way faster. Like we do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's not like I think all of us in, in disagree with this but I, I think about that a lot we've been programmed to believe certain things are gonna take a long time because it's human nature her identity Sarah and Abraham's identity change mm-hmm. yeah. like like the, we don't have anything in there that talks about the time how long mm-hmm. it took them to do that like it says mm-hmm. that God named them but would the naming have happened sooner like was there any grappling with identity yeah. like there's a lot that we grapple with that if we didn't grapple with if let it, it
5: go sooner
2: yes because you hear these crazy miraculous stories it's always in some underdeveloped nation where mm-hmm. people literally like i ain't got nothing i got yeah. you and that's it yeah. and then you just they're miraculously they healed or they got they had one radical conversion and they never looked back and until the day they died they were just tears of joy and do you know what I mean? like yeah. I, I hold all these stories in my head for a really long time i can tell I, you i
5: didn't struggle as much with believing that god was It was like a day-to-day I knew that he had to provide for me because like, that was it. Like, I had nothing. So it was like I just walked in faith that he was going to provide my daily bread, Yeah. literally, every day. And I struggle with that now, like, wondering if he's going to provide for things. And he's just been telling me, like, to let go of stuff. Jesus. Like, even, like, things in our house, we've just been, like, Jesus. getting rid of stuff. Yeah. it's, like, such a, I don't know, I feel like... It's
2: really powerful Bethany. You need to yeah.
0: cut out all distractions that can be cut out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> not the ones that can't not be cut out.
2: Those. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
2: But you know, you know what I mean? Like I know we're got pulled away, but like I don't know if, if everyone else has thought about that, but I know Matt and I talk about that a lot. Just the there's a God is so patient. Second Peter talks about that. It, it takes time, but it's not it's it's because he's patient and his will is that we all come to the fullness of him. If we could, if we understood how to truly surrender, you know what I mean? Like I think about Matt, Matt had a crazy, you guys heard his testimony. He came in very altered, mentally altered when he walked into that church service and he walked out a completely different person and there are things he had to learn and I'm not saying he was all the awesomeness he is now, but like there were things that he never struggled with in his Christian walk that I struggled with until probably a few years ago. Um, and it was no more than he hated his identity outside of Christ. Do you know what I mean? Like, he he, just, he did not like any, there was nothing in that past identity that he wanted to hold on to. And, and I think about that a lot. Like, God's trying to reclaim us, because people who grew up pretty decent people, like, I think sometimes we're the hardest at Mm-hmm. Letting God reclaim our identity. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like unlearning. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's why, honestly, some of the most powerful conversion stories are the people who had. It's not that God. It needs to be that way, but they had some of the darkest paths. It's because they can absolutely go. That's dark. That's ugly. Yeah. So we've been going back to that. You're talking about. We've had this period of time where we've had to let this thing die. Um, I often wonder this letting of die. It, if we knew how ugly it would, we would.
0: Happily kill it off. Do you
2: know what I mean? Whatever it is. You know? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Take it away, Matt.
0: Genesis 21. And the Lord visited Sarah and he said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of the son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Sarah's yes made her the mother of faith, and your yes will put you as... A marker stone in your family history that is being written as we speak. Um, just to kind of wrap up the Genesis story there. Um, there's a little bit of a typo here in the beginning, I see, but uh, we'll change that Terah to Sarah. No, that's
2: no, that's no, that's Abraham's. Um, that's Abraham's
0: dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kirsten typed the dark part for me. Yeah.
2: There's...
0: Biblical commentators agree that Terra's name expressed kinship. With the uh, moon god bad. Sin, Sarah's name is a. Uh, why don't you read all that?
2: Uh, well, it's just Sarah's name is the Akkadian version of Ningal, the name of Sin goddess' wife. Later in the story, when God renames both of them as part of the covenant, the new name both new names both contain the new syllable Ah. This is the part of God's own covenant name mm-hmm. Yahweh, and symbolizes that they have been reclaimed from the worship of the God of Ur, and their ownership has been transferred mm-hmm. to Yahweh. Um, I also think it's interesting that Sarah, that when he named, I mean, you can read it in the word in Genesis it says it means princess, and I just I I always I like think this. about there's such an this is again a whole other thing, but like God, he, he named her that it, it's a precious thing. It's the mm-hmm. princess. She's a mother of a nation, but she's also this princess. And so, it—not that any of the women around this table struggle with this, but I know I hear in the North American culture there's an imbalance in the way men treat women um, within Christianity. And it, 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 but if you read the word, you can absolutely see the tender care that God has and the sort of special place that as women we have in His kingdom. And it's just to even see Sarah's name—she's reclaimed. She's she had there was a, there was some. Um, you know, her Ningal, Akkadian version, like there's some, you see there's a deity connection there that, that means something there. And, and it's, it, again, you always see where the enemy is trying to pervert what God's already claimed. All along, she was ordained to be the princess of the Hebrew people. And at some point it was perverted. And so she gets this name. This, I, I, I don't know if that's tracking with anybody, but the enemy's always perverting the opposite of what God has claimed for somebody, you know, and, and it's just, it's amazing to see that.
1: I actually did some, been looking at it all, and in, in the King James Bible, I found it very interesting that Sarah is the most mentioned name of women. Really? In the King James. Mary was like number five. Esther was behind Sarah. Yeah. So it's that Well, speak Sarah to, had a head start on Mary.
0: Well, she did, but it, told, it speaks volumes to <laughs> no, I'm just God kidding. when God
1: <laughs> nothing's in there by chance. It's yeah. in there for something, yeah. and that was that important that she's mentioned more than any other woman in the Bible, yeah. in the King James Bible. Yeah. To me, that's important. No, I
7: get
0: it. Well, I kind of, kind of, kind of um, think that's what I was trying to convey. It earlier was that we want that Mary inception Mm -hmm. that just overshadowing it's there Mm -hmm. you know she said yes we don't want to take away from faith but it was but i think we get we get more of a of a sarah scenario where so like she's mentioned continually i think because she's more she's more of a common figure in our walk with god Mm -hmm. like we get that like how many times does god full ball tackle you and change something Mm -hmm. like not very often for most Mm -hmm. of us but how many times is god telling us to go somewhere to do something to be to do something change something we're, we're living in that mother that mother of faith sarah scenario and um you know tim touched on it earlier just briefly he just said about the masculine and feminine
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know uh, titles and uh I, I believe when you look at really all the history and all cultures and especially in the bible the masculine uh, structure is used for when something is being carried and given, and the feminine structure is being used whenever something is being um, received and stewarded. Mm-hmm. So the church is is the feminine, the bride of Christ, because the church one receives from the groom, but then also we are to steward these stones, these these uh, these new converts, these new these baby Christians. We're to steward people in their walk towards being hewn into that rock image that they're meant to be and it's it's a real beautiful thing and again like you said sarah's the one that's mentioned the most mm-hmm. um the, all of the other ones you know esther and ruth and everybody they're they're, they're, yeah. they're in there yeah. and they're all to be gleaned from but right. sarah's the one that's mentioned the most because that's probably the that's where most of us find ourselves probably most of the time because she's kind of like the forerunner of the church in a sense in a, in a symbolic sense
1: and she touches with us, I think, with this, um, sometime the, des- the, the desperation we get. She wanted a child so bad. And we can relate to things that we want, that we feel like we're never gonna have them. And then someone comes along and says, yes, you are. And you're like, yeah, right, I've you know, been waiting. And I think it's interesting, the story, the two words that are used. And when God's telling Abraham, about this he said at the appointed time and then it says when the baby's born at the set time so god's telling us if i'm telling you something's going to happen i've appointed the time and there's a set time that's going to take place so be patient with it because i've said it it's going to come true and he you know he he starts off the promise with i've appointed a time with and at the set time it happened yeah it gives you strength sometimes when you're waiting on something that hasn't happened for a while. Yeah. You're still waiting. For that set time. For that set time. For I like
0: that. Amen. For that set time.
1: I love it. Like 10 o'clock set time on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> be there, be square. Yes.
0: <laughs> Amen. Awesome. Any other thoughts or questions or comments? Mark and Susanna, you guys leave at 7.30. It's your
7: chance to talk.
1: It's yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> You had to talk about uh, you have nothing or you, just, you feel like you're at the end of the road. And, uh, so i mean, I got a long story we could tell you, but some of you know the story of when we went bankrupt, we were on the verge of losing the house and I mean it was disaster and uh, I mean beyond the embarrassment of it all it was disaster and we had three three children and and you know it just got to the point where I was just sitting in my garage smoking a cigar looking at the trees and I was just I had broken and I was happy and I was content mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'd gotten, you know, because I had, it was so, there was so much pressure and fear. What were we going to do? What were we going to do? You know, what, we didn't need, we didn't have enough money for beans. I mean, it was, it was terrible. Okay. And uh, so, this went on for, for, for a little bitty while, and then Suzanne comes walking down to the to the garage. So I look up at her and she goes, Mark, just call the bank, come, come get the house. They're like, I said, yeah, we are way behind. I said, okay. I said, where do you want to live? She goes, I don't know, maybe a cardboard box on the road. I really don't care now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I realized, listen to what she just said, that she had broken. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. she had mm-hmm. finally given up and said all right i have no i have nowhere to go our desperation is taken to the point that we have we have no other choice we are going to have to trust god yeah Mm -hmm. and uh Mm. so two nights later some friends of ours um, gene invited us over for dinner to their house so we went over there and Gene is, how much older? is Gene, 20 years? Oh, no. No. 10, maybe. <laughs> 10, 15. <laughs> Gene had been with God a long time. I love to sit and talk with him about, about okay. God. And after dinner, I was really looking forward to doing this. So we got up and went into the den. And Gene's sitting there, a great big guy, sitting there, and he's sweating like a pig. And I said, what is wrong with you, Gene? And he pulls out this envelope, and he gives it to me. And he goes, you need to leave. I said, what do you mean I need to leave? He said, well, you have to leave before I change my mind for what God told me to do. (laughs) I'm like, this is all weather. What what are you talking about? So I got up and we walked out, and Suzanne was coming out of the kitchen with um, Sally. Sally. I said, Suzanne, we have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, What? said we have to leave. So I
1: we got in the car no, We sorry. got in the car and started driving
7: out. Now at this point, people were coming up to us and giving us fifty bucks, hundred bucks, and that's how we were able to eat. And uh which is another story about what it taught me, but so we're driving down the road and I said, You see what's in the envelope. I figured it was gonna be like two hundred bucks and then I didn't know. She opens it up and she counts out five thousand dollars. You know, we're driving home, we're crying, and we get home, and basically, that's that's the day that everything just started to turn back to the right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that you know, we made the payments up on our house. We were able to make a couple more payments. At that point, we started getting a little work, and we started, and it all just, and it all came down to we had to get to the point where we were where we decided, and we made that decision, and it clicked. We have to trust God. Jesus, and it's a similar story. Yeah, see, that's but, awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was, huh? it was great.
7: He's
1: good at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Mm. But that's awesome though, because it, and then you hear a lot of stories like that, and you do hear that you'll hear that theme where somebody had a radical act of obedience, and then it turns somebody else's course yeah. um, for a long period of time, or maybe in maybe that turned it forever and that'll even go on for generations and generations and yeah. and so that's where we all come into this thing as as the bride of christ of, you know we haven't just said yes to not going to hell we have said yes to mm-hmm. serving a king mm-hmm. who's trying to cover an earth who's yeah. trying yes. to convert yes. the whole earth like the sand of the sea and so like what, you know it's not always going to be this or that or this or that it's going to be many things it's whatever people need in that moment and for some reason the magic number in that time was five thousand <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. um but it was not like five thousand dollars solved all your problems and on paper it barely made a dent in your problems probably um yeah, right but it shifted everything you know as the story is told it shifted yeah. everything like everything like you, everything got momentum in the right direction mm-hmm. and then just went from there mm-hmm. you know well, what i mean can it's you like,
1: imagine put $5,000 in to give to somebody. To, mm. I mean, you know, that's a... What's an act of faith? Ma- right, it's definitely an act of faith. And
7: because you know, you're really it, just doing the math on how long that lasts before yeah. it's gone. But yeah. see, <laughs> I know... But how long you, it took you to make it? You know Gene, and he had watched me just screw myself in the ground with the business, right? Yeah. And so now God's told him to give this idiot $5,000. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, that's an act of faith, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Ah. I, it, it's funny, those stories, so I got to grow up on all these stories and to be around all this, and it's one of the coolest things, and it's one of the things I learned really early on. A lot of times people will say things like, and don't get me wrong, God is in this, but they'll be like, because I do this too, like, I got this thing for free, isn't that amazing? Like, there, we have all these God stories mm-hmm. and we got it for free, and, and people don't realize, like, God tends to bless you in that way if you're also the person who when God says give that person $5,000 yes, you do it with right. just as much enthusiasm mm-hmm. and just yeah. as yeah. much yeah. you know yes. obedience do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like there's a lot of folks who are looking for the I thought God was going to give this to me but it's just I just I see that I see a history of that because you guys were blessed but you've also I mean I speak to my experience you guys bless others a lot one of
1: the biggest things was being able to receive because that's a hard lesson because you are used to give it yeah. but when you have to receive it's like it was, just, it was just a hard lesson, but it
5: secured you in the way, especially even now when you can get it.
2: Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 That's
0: awesome. Awesome. I'm sure there's a lot about Sarah we don't know, at least from this stu- from this Bible study. But.
2: We're not done with that. I mean is tonight the only night of Sarah and Abraham? Abraham. Sarah,
0: yeah, we just covered Sarah actually, but it's it's almost impossible to dissect her completely from Abraham. So yeah. Abraham will be a, another night Because there's, there's more there's more to uh, there's more to the whole to the bigger story, but um,
1: this is where we started. It's a good start. This yeah, is a really good start.
0: Yeah. Heather, you good?
4: I'm wondering where we're going next.
0: Where are we going next? I don't know. Um, Tim, where, Tim is actually going to teach Bible study next week. Where you want to? Which one you want to do, Tim?
3: I think that I'm going to be talking about Rahab.
0: Rahab. Ooh. All right. Cool. So maybe. Um, my
3: heart is going, and I. Uh, I think that's what's going to develop up there.
1: Awesome. I've written it down, so dude. it's done. So it's done. It's a point in time, right? It's in writing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So maybe you can uh, just think on that a little more, and then put out some direction on which way to read.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, and we'll try to do what we'll try to. If we're going to follow this course for extended period of time, we'll try to get we'll try to get a, I'll spend some time trying to lay it out a little bit. So, we can plan a little further ahead than we did this week. Which is why I picked one that doesn't have a lot to cover.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, you know what I mean. It's it's pretty straightforward. Yes.
0: All right. Love you.